Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. now for the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-93.9. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. Froggy day in the Ville. And uh, that's just kind of comes with the territory, I guess, every once in a while. we got to have a little bit of this kind of weather. Um, it's uh, not going to be bad today. I mean, uh, it's going to be kind of partly cloudy today with uh, highs almost at 60. And uh, we're getting ready to experience a nice warm patch here coming up uh, starting tomorrow and uh, through most of the week next week. Uh, it's going to stay up above freezing uh, at night. And... Uh, 60s and 70s which is kind of unusual for this time of year um, and uh, um, we're doing lots of landscaping right now uh, it's you couldn't get any better weather for landscaping and our customers are responding to that and going on and pulling triggers pulling the trigger on getting uh, some landscapes done early this this year and uh, and uh, that's certainly okay by us. We, uh, we uh, are out there planting trees and uh, doing landscape projects uh, every day now. So um, if you're contemplating a project, uh, why don't wait. Um, now's the time to get it done. The earlier you get it done, the better off it is for your plants getting established before hot weather gets here. Um, and so, um, a lot of people make the mistake of uh, waiting until it's time to plant their annuals to, to replace any trees or shrubs that maybe uh, uh, need to be replaced and uh, um, that just causes you more work uh, to keep them alive through the summer and uh, so you know for all your trees and shrubs uh, they need to be done earlier than your than your annuals do so um, uh, now now's the time to be out there getting that done and uh, um, uh, we, we'd love to talk to you about those projects if you're contemplating uh, building a pool this year why uh, we are in that business as well and uh, uh, we already have a couple projects we're working on uh, uh, getting designed up for the season and uh, and uh, so don't uh, uh, don't delay if you think you uh, are in the market to, to build a pool this year why give us a call we'd love to talk to you about that situation um, and uh, spring is also the time of the year when um, uh, people start contemplating building a new house and uh, we already have several of those projects uh, in the works and uh, and we want to talk a little bit about that today. Um, I just got back from the uh, International Builder Show uh, 2024, uh, which is probably the largest builder show in North America. And uh, found lots of new products out there, some really exciting stuff going on. And uh, we want to talk a little bit today about some of the trends in home building and in, in uh, outdoor living. Uh, and uh, this was research pre uh, presented by uh, the National Home Builders Association and uh, uh, the uh, 
one of the most notable um, um, uh, trends is uh, better homes, uh, better designed homes uh, are actually replacing bigger homes. And the average size of a new home continues to inch smaller, uh, dropping from uh, 2,479 square foot in 2022 to 2,411 square foot in 2023. Uh, that's the smallest average size uh, home in 13 years. Um, it's really related to two factors. Um, uh, changes in home buyers' preferences. Um, the second is housing affordability, which has worsened in recent years. And according to NHB data, builders are acting on that trend with 38% indicating they will build smaller homes in 2023 to help uh, support uh, home sales, and 26% indicating they plan to build even smaller homes in 2024. Uh, in addition to the preferences on size, homeowners are also shifting their overall design preferences, placing higher value on personalization and authenticity. Um, uh, homeowners are looking uh, to personalize their homes. Uh, they want to feel uh, they want it to feel like it was made just for them and uh, be significantly different than their neighbors' homes. Um, to learn uh, uh, what's important in today's buyers, the NHB uh, conducted uh, its uh, what homeowners uh, home buyers really want. Uh, um, uh, a, a survey and uh, home features that remain at the top of buyers list uh, include um, laundry rooms which is 86% um, of the people responding uh, want um, laundry rooms and 86% want patios and um, uh, Energy Star Windows comes in at 83% uh, exterior lighting, again, 82%. Uh, ceiling fans, uh, 81%. Uh, uh, garage storage is another 81%. Uh, front porches, uh, 81%. And hardwood floors are making a comeback at 81%. So uh, technology features are also becoming increasingly popular with security cameras and uh, wired home security systems, uh, programmable thermostats, uh, video doorbells, uh, multi-zone high-back uh, systems, uh, energy management systems are gaining significantly uh, significant popularity in the last decade. Uh, and uh, uh, other uh, home features uh, that have seen growth over the past 10 years include quartz or engineered stone for kitchen countertops uh, being 67 percent uh, uh, of the people responding, uh, lighting control systems uh, 63 percent, outdoor fireplaces are coming in at 59 percent, Outdoor kitchens are another 56%. Uh, Built-in kitchen seating, um, uh, 53%. Uh, exposed beams come in at 51%. Um, outside of, of uh, homes and ideal community um, uh, offer that offers convenience, walkability, and the suburban feel, uh, 73% of buyers um, look for nearly uh, for nearby retail space. 66% want park areas, and 66% also desire uh, walking and uh, jogging trails. Uh, beyond the data and research, um, uh, they identified uh, eight design trends uh, uh, that. Uh, uh, were witnessed from the Best in America Living Awards. Um, uh, better replaces bigger. Uh, bespoke uh, replaces uh, ready-made. Uh, Mid-century replaces farmhouse. Uh, softness replaces hardness. Uh, traditional replaces contemporary. 
and attached living spaces uh, replaced detached outdoor living spaces. Uh, indoor uh, or outdoor living uh, uh, replaces indoor community, uh, uh, replaces neighborhood. So um, lots to, to unpack in that uh, in that survey, but uh, uh, most of this is being um, uh, uh, affected by uh, a homeowner of uh, home affordability. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, crime is uh, uh, can be a, um, uh, a significant factor on people's desire to install security systems and camera systems around their homes, and so it's not uh, um, it's not un unusual to think that uh, um, people would want that. Uh, also, as far as outdoor living trends are concerned, um, a lot of people now uh, work from home, uh, at least for part of the week, uh, and, uh, and so their outdoor living spaces are, are being used uh, more uh, uh, to go and take a break and get out of the house and uh, uh, kind of get some fresh air uh, and uh, uh, and so uh, people's desire to uh, reunite with family and friends after a long drought in, uh, in the pandemic has increased the desire for better outdoor living spaces. Uh, and uh, the pool industry is, is, has responded to that as well, uh, even though it wasn't on their survey. Uh, uh, there's still uh, quite a bit of demand for pools out there. And, uh, and so um, all of these factors are, are really um, impacting uh, people's design uh, decisions uh, uh, on, on how, how they want their home to look in, uh, in the future. Now, one of the things that uh, uh, people need to keep their eye on is um, uh, when building a new home is um, uh, how uh, disaster resilient your home is. Now, um, no longer can we afford to just build things the way we've always built them. And uh, unfortunately, there's still a lot of builders out there they kind of have their head stuck in the sand. They know how to build wood frame houses. They know how to price them. And uh, uh, they come in, you know, they can kind of cut corners in a lot of places and make those houses uh, more cost effective. And that's all well and good, except they're not, a, they're not disaster resilient. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a big problem. Uh, today and almost every day when you look in the news somewhere in this country somebody is getting their house destroyed uh, down in Texas right now they have a big problem with wire, wildfires and uh, there are it was news this morning uh, homeowners walking through their homes and really the only thing left was the foundation of their home and everything else was destroyed and uh, it doesn't have to be that way and the problem is is that you know the time to prepare for disaster is before it happens and so if you are looking to buy a new house uh, it's probably more important now than it's ever been to start thinking about building a house that is more uh, disaster resilient um, a lot of those people that had their uh, homes destroyed last night or 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 this past week uh, from these wildfires could have been avoided had they built the right kind of house and uh you know wood frame houses are naturally uh, prone to fire and uh and so uh, everybody thinks well it's never going to happen to me until it does and by the time you are in the disaster there's really nothing you can do but just hang on for the ride 
And uh, if you think that your insurance is going to make you whole from one of those events, better think again. Uh, at best, uh, you know, they'll help you with it, but you're not going to be made whole from one of those types of disasters. And, uh, and so um, we built ICF houses, and, and ICF houses uh, are the very best in weather resiliency on the market. Uh, they, they will resist fires and floods and tornadoes and high winds better than any other house type built on the market today. And uh, one of the big advantages uh, uh, to building with one of these houses is, is that they go up uh, a lot quicker. Probably the number one uh, complaint of any homeowner who's built a house uh, is that it takes too long to build their house. And uh, uh, another uh, a complaint that, that is frequently made is the house costs too much money. And uh, you know, uh, the speed of which a house is built uh, also uh, will determine the house affordability uh, because in an age of building material inflation like where we are now, if it takes you nine months to build a house uh, and, and let's say you were quoted 350000 for that house uh, the, you know, when you signed a contract, Nine months later, that house may actually cost $100,000 more than what uh, it was originally quoted. And that's just because of the building uh, of materials inflationary cost. And so it's uh, the faster you can build a house these days, the more we can control those types of costs. And, uh, and so uh, that is all possible with uh, ICF houses. And uh, uh, we're working very diligently now to get our house building down uh, to uh, uh, ultimately our goal is to build a, a 5,000 square foot house in three weeks. And uh, people uh, look at that and say, wow, I've never seen one built like that. And, and it can be done. Uh, it has to be done differently than how builders have built them in the past. We build a lot of our house now off-site, and then we um, uh, truck those walls and floor uh, panels to the job site and set them in place. Uh, and with the ICF walls, they're set in place and braced and squared up, and the concrete's poured kind of all at one time. And then uh, a couple days later, after the concrete sets up, uh, we're in there uh, placing the internal walls and bathrooms and kitchens. All that stuff is built off-site, uh, and uh, the house, you know, uh, the house is basically weatherproof in a week. Uh, and uh, you're down to uh, painting on the inside and. And uh, it, it, it really does uh, go up quick. And uh, that, that really impacts uh, the, the cost creep that is occurring in most houses that are being built right now. Uh, and that's a very important uh, um, thing that's going on. So we're gonna take our first break now and we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-939. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. We're back in Tuckiana, and uh, uh, water damage is one of the most common and costly homeowners uh, insurance claims. Uh, water damage and freezing claims account for 24% of 
of all uh, home insurance claims. And the average claim payout is somewhere around $12,514, according to the most recent data from the uh, Insurance Information Institute. Uh, homeowners insurance can pay for damage for certain water problems, including uh, water damage from rain or a leak. Um, uh, claims for water uh, damage and freezing are the third most costly type of homeowner's insurance claim. Uh, uh, probably the first uh, highest would be fire and lightning. Uh, that, that comes in at somewhere around $83,519. Uh, bodily in, in, injury and property damage uh, comes in at 31,663. Wind and hail come in at 12,913. Uh, water damage and freezing comes in at 12,514. Uh, uh, medical payments and other uh, come in at like 10,179. And all other property damage comes in at 7,460. Theft also is in there at $4,646. This is all uh, uh, data from the information, the Insurance Information Institute. Uh, The types of water damage covered by homeowners insurance, generally water damage is considered uh, sudden and accidental and is covered uh, like a burst pipe. but not a gradual damage like a leaking bathroom sink or and flooding is not covered uh, such as uh, a storm surge uh, uh, during a hurricane uh, uh, water damage covered by homeowners insurance typically includes accidental leaks uh, leaking plumbing or uh, an appliance leak like a broken washing machine or dishwasher Burst pipes uh, that include uh, pipes that were frozen and burst, uh, uh, but uh, not if you neglected to keep the properly heated, the home properly heated. Uh, ice dams, such as ice that builds up on your uh, in your gutter uh, and and damage your damage your home, may be covered as long as the damage was sudden and wasn't caused by a lack of maintenance. Uh, water damage after a fire or from water used to extinguish a fire, um, uh, such as uh, a sprinkler system or a hose from the fire department. Uh, water damage from a roof leak, uh, such as uh, damage from a storm or a tree that falls on your roof. Keep in mind, if, if an accident, uh, like a fallen tree, damages your roof, you'll be required to fix the damage in a reasonable amount of time. Failure to do so could result in further water damage and will not be covered. Uh, Water damage from storms such as heavy rain or hail um, uh, is another uh, uh, issue. Uh, The type of uh, water damage that's not covered by your homeowner's insurance is flood damage. Uh, Most notably, uh, damage from floods isn't covered by homeowner's insurance policy. Flood water includes uh, hurricanes, tsunamis, storm surges, water from overflowing rivers. Uh, If you uh, have those potential problems, you might want to consider flood insurance if it's offered. Uh, the cost to repair uh, or re- uh, replace um, the source of water damage, like fixing a broken dishwasher or washing machine, is not covered. Uh, water damage due to a lack of maintenance or negligence, uh, such as not repairing a plumbing problem or failing to keep the heat on during freezing temperatures. Uh, water damage from earth movement, like an earthquake, a landslide, a mudslide, for example. If your pipe bursts because of an earthquake, water damage uh, most likely will not be covered. If you want uh, coverage for earthquake damage, you'll need to buy a separate earthquake insurance policy. Uh, water damage from uh, intentional acts, like setting a fire to your home or purposely uh, turning off the heat in the winter, uh, are not covered. Uh, water damage from leaks from, say, a swimming pool or other structures. Um, 
water damage from seepage or leaks uh, through a foundation are not covered. Uh, water damage from a sump pump failure or related equipment uh, are not covered. You may want to consider uh, a sump uh, with uh, water backup coverage uh, for those types of problems. And, and what they refer to there is, is a sump pump that actually runs uh, by uh, water pressure uh, and not uh, by electricity. That way, if uh, the electricity goes out in your house, your sump pump continues to work to keep the water from backing up in your house. Uh, water damage uh, that backs up through a sewer or drain, unless you uh, purchase special coverage for that, is also not covered. Uh, and uh, uh, the main causes of, of insurance claims, uh, wind and hail comes in at 39.4%. Uh, Fire and lightning comes in at 24.8%. Water damage and, damage and freezing come in at 23.5%. And all other property damage comes in at 9.4%. Uh, liability uh, comes in at like 2.3%. <clears throat> so water damage is um, a very serious concern in a home. And uh, again, <clears throat> Uh, uh, there are things that you can do to protect your home uh, from water damage and uh, that's by taking some preventative measures keeping a routine maintenance and uh, making prompt repairs is key uh, homeowners uh, uh, insurance covers water damage that is sudden and accidental but not gradual problems or maintenance issues if you have a problem like a leaky faucet uh, it's best to take care of it as soon as possible. Um, uh, there are other steps you can take. Uh, drain water heaters uh, twice a year to prevent sediment buildup. Uh, inspect hoses uh, going to and from your washing machines and dishwashers and water heaters and refrigerators. Repair or replace any damaged hoses as necessary. Uh, uh, inspect your roof and make sure uh, there's uh, uh, no damage to roofing shingles. Uh, make uh, necessary repairs uh, such as replacing missing, missing or rotted uh, damaged shingles. It's also a good idea to clean out your gutters. Uh, clogged gutters can overflow and allow water to pool near the home's foundation, which could seep into your basement. Uh, install smart water leak detectors that will send an alert uh, to your phone or email. Some detectors can automatically shut off water to prevent damage. Um, uh, uh, in a LexisNexis study, uh, 20, uh, 2,300 uh, homes uh, in the U.S. Uh, that installed inline water shutoff valves water-related claims uh, decreased by 96% compared uh, to two-year prior installation. Uh, prevent frozen pipes. If you live in an area that has extreme cold temperatures, keep your heat set at at least 50 degrees and consider other precautions like wrapping pipes with insulation. Uh, read more about uh, 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 preventing and thawing uh, uh, frozen pipes from the American Red Cross. Uh, remove leaves from your gutter each fall uh, to reduce uh, the risk of clogged drains, which can lead to ice dams in the winter. Uh, remove snow from your roof uh, to prevent uh, potential ice dams. Uh, snow can melt and, and freeze on the roofs and in gutters, causing ice dams, which can lead to damage to both the exterior and interior of your home. Uh, a roof rake can help you remove snow from the roof to limit the uh, possibility of snow dams. So um, these are all um, things that you can do in an existing house. Um, and... Uh, uh, when we talk about uh, protecting your house, uh, um, one of the best ways to uh, 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 prevent uh, some of these uh, uh, types of uh, things happening in a new home 
uh, is to start building with better building materials. And uh, uh, in our new homes, uh, we have switched off to a new type of drywall called magnesium oxide. And, uh, and so, uh, unlike gypsum uh, drywall, it has a, a, an A1 fire rating, so it's, it's a, a better fire resilient home. And uh, uh, by moving from wood studs in the house to steel studs in the house, uh, we substantially reduce the fire risk in your house. Uh, and uh, we use steel floor joists as well. So uh, there's really not a lot of wood in our house. Uh, obviously, uh, we can put uh, hardwood floors uh, in the house. Uh, but outside of that, uh, our outside walls are ICF walls, so they're, they have uh, EPS foam uh, on either side of a concrete uh, reinforced wall on the outside perimeter of your house. And that protects you from uh, the outside weather events that are happening, whether it be a, a high wind or a tornado, uh, uh, you know, these houses are just uh, way more weather resilient. And uh, by uh, switching off uh, from wood studs inside the house to steel studs, um, should your house get flooded, uh, um, you don't have to remove the drywall. You don't have to remove it in the basement. You don't have to remove it uh, uh, in the interior walls of your house. And uh, we use the same magnesium oxide product uh, for our subfloors. And so even if uh, you have a flood inside your house and uh, say the water gets up four foot uh, in, in the house, uh, you'll have to replace your finished floor uh, if you use hardwood. Uh, we do have some floor material that we can put down that uh, it looks like wood, but uh, it, you don't have to replace it if, it if the house gets flooded. Again, uh, we've switched off from wood trim inside the house to uh, PVC trim. now. It looks just like regular uh, wood trim, and after it's painted, uh, nobody's going to know the difference. Uh, but uh, the big difference is, should that room get flooded, you don't have to remove the trim. You don't have to worry about fighting black mold. Uh, so again, the time prepare for uh, disaster is is before it happens, and. Uh, um, we can help with those types of situations by building a house uh, with better building materials. And uh, one of the things that uh, always happens when we're talking to a customer about an ICF house, at some point during that uh, 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 conversation, they will, uh, the homeowner will run into uh, 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 a home builder that's building wood frame houses and they will start spreading all sorts of misinformation about all the negative uh, things uh, f about building uh, an ICF house and they do that and a lot of it's misinformation they do that because uh, you know they they have some very um, uh, selfish reasons why they want you to not build ICF. Uh, they want you to build that wood frame house. And uh, so, you know, uh, don't pay attention to the misinformation. Uh, stick with the facts. And the facts are, you know, an ICF house is a more weather resilient, energy efficient house that will help you recover from disasters far better than any wood frame house ever built. And uh, if that's important to you, and it should be because our weather patterns are getting more violent and more frequent, it should be a concern of every potential new homeowner uh, to reconsider uh, uh, building the same old way that we've always built. Uh, because everybody thinks that uh, disaster won't ha come and, and, and visit their family. And uh, 
that's a big mistake in this day and age because more and more people are are discovering the hard way that uh, uh, disasters do come to visit and they come to visit more often and so the further we go down the road the more likely it is that you will be faced with that problem with your family and the time to uh, deal with that problem is right up front uh, when you choose uh, what type of house to build. Even in the Bible, it says it cautions you about building your house on sand. And, uh, and so uh, that notion of build, building a, a, a more a resilient house uh, is an age-old warning that, is, uh, that uh, has been passed down through the ages. And, uh, you know, uh, the old uh, um, nursery rhyme of huffing and puffing and blowing your house down is is something that uh, really is true. I mean, you know, you have to uh, think about how to, to build a house that uh, will withstand what Mother Nature uh, uh, sends your way. And don't make that mistake. Uh, uh, it's not that much more expensive uh, uh, and to build a better house. And it's a far better insurance policy than depending on your insurance companies. And I suspect as the weather gets worse and worse, uh, we may see insurance companies uh, covering less and less. And uh, in parts of uh, Florida and the Gulf Coast now, there are some insurance companies that have been hit so hard that they've actually backed out of particular areas. And, And that tells you uh, just how bad the weather is getting in those areas. And uh, so if you're going to to construct a new home, uh, it's now more than ever, uh, it's, it's important to consider uh, maybe building a, a more resilient home and maybe not building a, a wood frame home. Maybe, maybe it's time to consider building uh, an ICF home. And... Uh, the, the proof is, is when disaster strikes and all your neighbor's houses are flat and your house is standing there uh, basically unscathed, uh, you'll, you'll be thanking your lucky stars and you'll be vindicated in your decision uh, to build a better house. So we're going to take our next break and we'll be back in just a Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to the Outdoor Living and Gardening Show, presented by Preston Green, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Give the show a call at 502-8150-93.9. Now, here's your host, Steve Mercer. Well, we're back in Tuckiana, and, and we are in the uh, production season inside the greenhouse. Uh, we are potting up herbs and uh, sowing vegetable seeds on a daily basis now and uh, getting our hanging baskets uh, potted up and and uh, the the greenhouse is alive and and, uh, and uh, lots of activity going on inside the greenhouse and uh, that brings up a, a a topic of of uh, garden seed preparation 
if you uh, are looking to save a little money and you want to try your hand at seeding, um, that is certainly possible. We have a, a, a good selection of uh, vegetable and flower seed at the garden center right now. And uh, we do have uh, some uh, uh, seed starting mix uh, from Espoma that you can come and pick up. And uh, we want to talk a little bit today about seeding and how to do it and uh, what's involved. And uh, um, choosing the right container uh, uh, is, uh, is an important part of the seeding process. For example, uh, small seeds like peppers and uh, tomato plants, uh, you might want to plant those in like what's called a plug tray. Um, uh, we sow those uh, plug trays all the time at the garden center. We have a special machine that does that, but uh, you you can also do something similar. Uh, and uh, uh, another uh um, uh, thing is like if you're sowing cucumbers or squash seeds, you know, those seeds are much bigger and you generally want to plant, you know, at least two of those, uh, seeds per pot. And so you might want to use a, a four inch peat pot to sow those in. So, uh, it does matter, uh, what type of seed you're sowing is what pot you, you really want to start them out in. And, um, uh, another thing that's really important is uh, when to start your seeds. And uh, if you look at the, uh, your seed packet, it will usually announce um, uh, if the plant should be in, uh, uh, seed should be started indoors or not. Uh, and uh, uh, the other thing that it will uh, uh, say is uh, uh, like start indoors eight weeks before last expected frost date in your area, for example. And uh, you can jump up on the internet and see when the last frost free date is for your area. In our area, that is um, Mother's Day, uh, which is uh, uh, May 15th. And so uh, you would then count back uh, eight weeks uh, before uh, May 15th. And that would be when you would want to start those seeds. And, um, and so, uh, the, the schedule for scheduling seed sowing is probably very, the most important thing uh, that uh, you can, uh, have to pay attention to when you're seeding. Now there is some season vari variability. And, uh, if you want to be absolutely safe, then May 15th is your uh, frost-free date. Uh, many people here in the Ville uh, plant their, their stuff on Derby Day uh, or the weekend of Derby Day. And uh, I think part of that is just because uh, the city uh, goes out of their way to make the city look nice come Derby Day. And so all the professional landscapers are out there planting flowers and whatnot you know, really to jazz up the area and make it look nice. Uh, homeowners that are going to have derby parties, they're doing the same thing. And so a lot of people just get caught up in that and, and they decide to go on and plant their stuff on Derby Day too because they see other uh, 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 people uh, doing the same. Unfortunately, those people are doing it for different reasons. They're doing it because they have these people coming in from out of town and they want their their area to look nice, and uh, they're not they're not paying quite as bit attention to what Mother Nature's doing. And so, every once in a while, Mother Nature uh, slaps everybody's hand and says, "No, no, this is not the right time to plant yet." And uh, even in the last uh, couple of years or so, uh, we had a, a freeze like uh, the fourteenth of May, and so it does happen. And, uh, and, uh, and so you need to be somewhat careful about, uh, exactly when you go out there to plant. Now, uh, we are in the middle of an El Nino year and, uh, that generally means uh, warmer temperatures earlier. 
and we are certainly seeing that right now. And so, um, uh, while it is still possible to get a freeze, uh, you know, uh, the 14th of May, uh, this year is, it's probably unlikely, but, uh, that doesn't mean that it's not still possible. Um, so, uh, Deciding when to plant your seeds is probably one of the most critical things that you can do because the last thing you want is to uh, get them planted out in the garden and then have Mother Nature come in with a freeze and kill them all. So uh, reading your seed packet, uh, it will tell you a a lot of the information you need to know. And and clearly, days to maturity uh, is one of the most important things. Uh, and, uh, also, um, days, uh, uh, the number of days it takes to germinate a seed is another very important, uh, piece of information. And so, uh, if you're planning your garden and especially if you're doing succession planning, uh, you may want to, for example, uh, have, uh, an early bearing tomato, like an early girl. Uh, and you may want to have more of a mid-season variety and then a late-season variety. And so um, choosing varieties that mature at different times uh, is, is also a factor that uh, you need to consider uh, uh, is, as far as planting your garden. And that, you know, once you get those uh, seeds, once you get those um, uh dates when you want to have those uh, vegetables uh, come in and start bearing, uh, then you can start counting backwards and, and, and find out when it's time to sow the seeds uh, to make that happen. And so this is all part of the planning process of planting your garden. And uh, it, it, it all starts all the way back at at the seed sowing process. Now, um, some seeds, uh, uh, germinate very quickly. And, uh, and so you don't need uh, near as much time to, uh, uh, wait, uh, before you could go and transplant them in the garden. Uh, things like squash and watermelons and cantaloupes and, uh, uh, cucumbers, they all fit in that category. Uh, other uh, seeds like uh, tomatoes and peppers take a long period of time for them to uh, be ready to transplant, and uh, they're not uh, well. You don't have enough days on the calendar uh, before frost to sow those seeds directly in the ground. They just won't have enough time to to bear fruit before frost, and so. They have to be started indoors or in a greenhouse ahead of time uh, in, in order for you to be able to uh, have uh, uh, fruit or vegetables uh, off of those plants. And so um, going in and deciding uh, when to plant is a very important part of the, of the planting process. We are at the point now, uh, March is the month where you need to get your tomatoes and peppers in the ground. Now, if you're growing hot peppers, uh, they take even longer to grow. So the bunch of and the Trinidad scorpions of the world, uh, and their derivatives, uh, they should have already been put in the ground. They need to be put in the ground, uh, you know, late December into early January. Um, but, um, you know, most of your other, uh, uh, early vegetables like tomatoes and peppers, uh, uh, it, it's time to get them in the ground. If you, if you haven't already sowed them, you need to get them, uh, you need to start sowing them right away. And, uh, you know, using a good commercial potting mix is really important, uh, for seedlings more so than any other, um, uh, time during the, um, the, the growing stage of a plant, uh, uh, they, uh, they will be called, uh, you'll see, uh, things on the bag like seed starter or seed starting mix. Um, you'll notice that that mix is a, a finer 
mix than uh, your regular potting soil mixes. And, uh, and so those seeds uh, don't have as much trouble poking their heads up out of the ground in a, in a mix like that. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, so, uh, it's good to use a high quality seed starting mix. Now, um, you want to pre-wet, uh, that, that mix, uh, you want to make sure it's, it's, uh, it's not soppy wet, but you do want it to be, uh, uh, good and moist. And, uh, you, you want to, um, uh, depress uh, a depression in the ground uh, on your seed packet. A lot of times it'll tell you uh, how deep to plant your seeds. Uh, and there are seed guides on the internet that you can get that will tell you that information as well. And, uh, and so uh, a lot of times it'll tell you whether to plant one seed or two or three seeds per pot. You know, for example, when we're planting basil, we always plant two seeds per pot. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, knowing how many seeds to plant per pot is important. Uh, and, uh, and then once you get those seeds, uh, planted in place, uh, then, uh, you're ready to move on to the next, uh, phase of, of sowing seed. But, uh, during the actual sowing of the seed, uh, you can uh, uh, do that as easy as taking a five by uh, a three by five card, putting a crease in it, and just kind of lightly tapping it to put one seed per pot. So, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to con- uh, finish this uh, segment today. Uh, we're out of time for the day. Uh, we hope you found something that. Uh, uh, you can use at your home today. Uh, give us a call or come out and see us today at the Greenhouse. We'd love to help you with any projects. Come see us and talk to us at the Greenhouse. Have a great week, little.